What's up, guys? It's Luke. I hope you get a lot out of this awesome message. Tonight, I am talking about peace. My message is titled, Rooted in Peace. Rooted in Peace. By raise of hands, how many of you guys oftentimes lose your sense of peace? How many of you guys lose your sense of peace all the time, like on the regular five, six days a week? Yeah, exactly. Um, how many of you guys, like, sometimes lose your peace? Not super often, just sometimes. How many of you guys are like, I'm chilling almost all the time. I'm at peace 99% of the time. Mason? Yeah? Yeah, we had one middle schooler, uh, Parker, who was sitting in, like, literally your same chair. Who, some of you guys might remember Parker from camp. And Parker, I was like, how many of you guys, like, almost never lose your peace? And Parker was just like, and I was like, all right, everyone go listen to Parker. Um, anyway, uh, losing our peace, like I said. There are so many things throughout our day that cause us to lose our sense of peace. Maybe it's a conversation with your parents that frustrates you. Maybe it's just a hard day at school. Maybe a friend says something about you that sticks with you. Maybe your favorite baseball team does nothing at the trade deadline, and you're just really, really confused by it. Um, there are lots of things that can cause us to lose our sense of peace. Um, and it's like every day, right? On the regular, I find that in my own life, I have so many moments where something happens, and I get really frustrated, or I get really worrisome, or just anxious about something, and my mind just starts wondering questions like, what if this happens? What if X, Y, Z happens? What if this means this? Am I going to be okay? Is this okay? Is, this, is everything going to be fine? And my mind starts to just spiral and ask a lot of questions. There's this one time, um, I talked about this in high school before. A couple of years ago, I got in a really bad car accident on Camino Tassajara. That whole thing's a story for another day. Um, but it's like three or four months later, um, I'm like at my house. I'm in this season where I'm like, man, I love my life. Like, I just, I'm going to start driving again soon. Like, everything's awesome. Um, and this letter comes in. I get home from work. It's like 9.30 at night. This letter comes in to my house, and my dad hands it to me. And I open it up, and it is a bill from the town of Danville. And this, I just want to say, this story is not saying anything about the town of Danville. The town of Danville is great. They're just doing their job. They had to give me a receipt because I ran into a light pole. And uh, I open up the envelope, and I see this bill. And how many of you guys think, just how much does a light pole cost? I mean, I'll have a go last. How much does a light pole cost? $200 higher. Uh, it's not $157 anymore. Alexander, $900. $3,200? Wow, middle school was way closer than you guys. Yeah, up there. Alec, you can't answer. You can't answer because you know this story. Mateo, what was your guess? 30,000. Oh, you were youth last night. Oh, that's not fair. Yeah. A light pole costs $30,000. So I pull up, which I just want to say, praise report. This month is the last month my insurance is a high price. Next month, it's been over two and a half years, goes back to normal. Just throwing that out there. Anyway, so I open up this bill. I open up this letter, and I see it, and I see the number $30,000 at the bottom, and I start freaking out. I'm, like, hyperventilating. I'm, like, I'm, like, as, I'm, I was, like, fine. I'm, like, walking around my house really frantically. My parents are, like, trying to calm me down, and I'm, like, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, like, I don't, I can't, this is ridiculous. And I'm, like, what about insurance? What about all this stuff? I thought it was fine. Like, it's been months. And I'm really scared. My, my parents are trying to, like, just talk to me about it, and I'm, like, loud, and I'm, like, I, I'm, like, I'm like losing it. Like this is like one of the closest times I've had. That probably was a panic attack. And 
eventually like, I calmed down, all this stuff. I apologized to my parents because I was being pretty rude because I was freaking out. And they, my dad, he's like, insurance already like, take care, took care of all that. Like, that's why your insurance is a little bit higher because you pay it every month and your insurance covers it. It's a miracle you're still covered by insurance, but this is the way it works. And I was like, so you're telling me that I don't have to pay $30,000 to the town of Danville. It's already covered. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, that was a waste of like an hour. <laughs> like literally for an hour, I was scared. I was losing my mind. And if I had just paused for a second, if I had either talked to my parents or if I had taken it to God or if I had actually taken a second and remembered what I root myself in, I would never have had that entire moment happen to me. I never would have had it. it literally, it threw me off for like a whole day. Like I would have been rooted in peace that entire time. And I think so often we have moments, whether they're kind of big ones like that or whether they're smaller ones that are still meaningful, like things that happen in class, things that happen throughout our school day, that cause us to lose our sense of peace. And we wonder why we get thrown off so easily from them. Yet when we're in moments of discomfort, when we're in moments where we're anxious or worried or just questioning things, we, so, we rarely root ourselves in the things that truly bring us peace, in the things that are the only real remedies for anxiety and worry. Like I said earlier, I'm someone who, when I get anxious, my brain just starts to, to ask a lot of questions and starts to spiral a little bit. And if I let it get out of control, it can like, I just, I get so, I'm like frantic. That's what I think a lot of us do. We usually spiral. We usually ask a lot of what if questions. We usually turn to our fears and instead of letting God reign over our hearts, we let our fear and our anxiety rule ourselves. We distract ourselves with our phones. I know in those times, I'm trying to, I'm like picking up my phone like every five minutes. I have to tell myself, okay, Luke, don't pick up your phone. What's actually bugging you? I'm, I'm just, just looking for a distraction. And on the scale of distractions, I think we all know turning to your phone, it's not a good one, but it's one of the better ones. That we distract ourselves with so many worse things. We distract ourselves with things that can destroy us. We distract ourselves with partying and with turning to the wrong crowd and to, to so many different things that maybe for a minute they work, but at the end of the day, none of our problems are really solved because we're not rooting ourselves in the things that truly give us peace. That's not to say that a break is bad. Sometimes going on an intentional break from worry or, or fear is, is good. Going on a walk or talking to a friend or something like that that is, okay, you know what? In an hour, I'm going to come back to this thing. I think it's actually really healthy. But so often we're actually anxious because we're afraid to deal with the roots of what give us anxiety, with the roots of, with, of what causes us to be afraid, with the stuff that happened in our families when we were like five or six, with the stuff that happened in our friend group in fifth grade that caused us to act a completely different way in middle school and high school. And doing that is really hard, and that's why we get anxious, and it's scary. But something I want to talk about tonight is in order to do those things, in order to deal with the stuff that causes us pain, in order to deal with the stuff that scares us and gives us anxiety, in order to actually have peace amidst situations that it doesn't make sense to have peace in, there are three things that we have to root ourselves in. And there were two passages of scripture that came to my mind this week um, as I was thinking about this message and prepping. And the first is Psalms chapter one. I was reading this the other day. I had a moment of stress and I was in my prayer time and I felt I was reminded of this verse and, or this chapter and it brought me so much peace. Um, and the imagery in it, I think, is really, really fitting. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked nor stands in the seat or nor stands in the way of sinners 
nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. If we want to find true and lasting peace, we have to stay rooted in our word. And as I start to get into like the meat of this message, you're probably going to hear me say things that I've said to you guys a hundred times. You're going to hear things that Aaron and I have talked about a lot, but these are the fundamentals. These are the things that if you don't have them, you can't build on top of them. You can't begin to actually step deeper into what God has for you. If we want to find true and lasting peace, we have to stay rooted in our word. Um, how many of you guys took like AP Lit or AP Lang in high school so far? Or one? Okay, Catherine did. I know that. Wow, no one else did. That's fine. I really like reading the Bible and, and seeing all this stuff. Well, you did up there. Yeah, we talked about this last week in small group. Yeah, we did. Um, I like when I'm reading the Bible, I'm reminded of different things that I learned in those classes about literary tools and stuff like that. Um, basically, what this chapter is talking about in the image and the, 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 the picture it paints is that someone who is so deeply rooted in their word is like, is basically the same as a tree that is rooted next to a river. Or what does it say? It says by streams of water. So when I'm imagining it, when I'm picturing the image in my mind, I'm picturing a river. It's rooted next to streams of water. Trees that are rooted and plants that are rooted next to bodies of water, those things are really healthy, right? Those things grow because the roots can go really deep down because there's a lot of nutrients for them in the soil because there's a lot of water. I'm not a gardener or any kind of arborist, so I hope I got that right. Um, but basically trees that are and plants that are next to these big bodies of water, they grow. And something in this verse that I thought was really, really interesting to me is in verse three, where it says, and its leaf does not wither. And for me, I was thinking how in, in trees and in, in falls and in winter, in fall and in winter, the leaves on trees, they get really brown, they get yellow, they get orange, right? And the leaves, they start to wither, they crinkle, they fall off, and then later on, they grow back. But I was thinking about this verse, like, God doesn't tell us that if we're rooted in his word that, you know, we'll be like a tree and our leaves will fall off and then they'll come back. And yeah, we'll go through hard times, but that's not the point of what I'm trying to say. What I was picturing was, wow, this is like someone who is rooted in their word. They're like a tree whose leaf literally does not wither, not even in winter, not even in situations where it makes sense for that tree to have its leaves wither and fall away. Someone who is rooted in their word, they're able to survive. They're able to thrive in a situation where it doesn't make any sense. And if we just stay rooted in our word, nothing that throws, comes our way will completely throw us off. Yeah, it might throw us off for a minute. I actually, I really liked what Rob was saying earlier when he was hosting about how in arguments and stuff like that, how, you know, yeah, things will happen. Yeah, we'll get frustrated. Yeah, people will bicker. But I'm never going to try to argue with someone because of my heart for them. And I think that even though it's a different subject, it's sort of the same thing. Yes, you know, there will be moments where we get scared or moments where we feel anxious or we have anxious thoughts or we start to freak out a little bit but we'll never truly give in to anxiety. We'll never truly let our fear rule our hearts if we're rooted in our word. I know sometimes it's hard for us to actually dive into our Bible. It's hard for us to open that thing up and to read it because there's a lot of stuff in there that if you haven't maybe grown up with it or haven't maybe had someone explain it to you or haven't read something explaining some of the, the context and what's actually going on, it can be confusing sometimes, right? But if we just open up our Bible, I can tell you so many times in my life there have been moments where I'm just like, man, I don't know what to do. And then I open up my Bible for the first time in a while and I look in it and the stuff that God is directing me to read about is stuff that is directly applicable to my life. 
I've been reading through the book Acts lately. And when I'm reading those first few chapters of Acts, I can like feel joy rising in my heart. I can literally feel myself being fed by God's word. And yet the times when I'm not doing that, it's, it's not like I consciously know that I'm not reading my Bible. I, just, I can tell something's missing. I can tell that I'm not being fed. I can tell that I'm not rooted in my word. And when I actually start to open up God's word, when I make the decision to dive in and to read and to go for it, I can feel it ministering in my heart. Whether it's direct stuff, whether it's stuff that it's like, wow, God, this is exactly what I'm going through. Or whether it's not. We oftentimes ask God, like, where are you? What are you telling me in this situation? Why aren't you speaking to me? When a lot of it's stuff that he's actually spoken to us already in his word, yet we're too afraid or too scared or too lazy to open it up. So often, God, there's so much in God's word. He's already spoken so much to us, yet if we don't actually get in there, it's like we're not listening to words that God has already spoken to us. If we want to maintain peace in any situation, the first thing we have to do is we have to stay rooted in our word. And the other avenue, and you guys probably won't be surprised at all that I'm talking about this, but the other avenue that we have to turn to that we oftentimes don't in times of anxiety or worry is that we have to be rooted in prayer if we want to maintain peace in any situation. The rest of the night, we're going to be in Philippians 4, um, starting in verses 6 and 7. So if you guys want to turn there, feel free. If we're desiring peace, we have to stay rooted in prayer. Philippians 4, I'm going to start in verses 6 and 7, and this is Paul writing. And whenever I'm freaked out or whenever I'm talking to a student who's dealing with stuff, I turn. sometimes I remember this verse. It says, do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Do not be anxious about anything. Some, people, some versions say don't be anxious about anything, but pray about all things. And then in verse 7, it says, and the peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Guys, this is a promise. And yet we, we oftentimes when we're worried or scared, we don't turn to prayer. We get anxious. I know in my life there have been countless times, literally this week, when I start to worry about something. I can tell, I can literally feel and see the difference from before I started talking to God about it to after. From when I was dealing with something on my own to when I invited God into a situation and I let him take control instead of trying to figure it all out myself. We get anxious and, and we deal with worry and fear. Again, we, we wonder where God is in those situations, right? I, I've talked to so many of you guys. I've known a lot of you guys for a long time and you guys go through some hard stuff sometimes. People at school, they can be cruel. They can be vicious. That some of you guys have a situation at home that it's, it's not easy. Every day when you're home, it's like a battlefield. And I get it. I've experienced some of it. I've seen some of it. But in those situations, God is promising that if we just pray, if we just talk to him about it, he'll give us peace. And not just any peace. It says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. That doesn't mean that God will just, you know, give you peace and you'll be okay for a second. And, you know, sometimes it'll happen, sometimes it won't. That doesn't mean that, you know, okay, everything's going to be fine if you pray about it. What it's saying is that if you pray about it, God will give you peace when it doesn't make sense. God will give you peace when on paper you're in a situation that's scary. You're in a situation where, man, my mom and dad are arguing every single day and there's no peace in my house. You'll be in situations where, man, I have no friends at school. I'm worried about homework. I remember I was telling 
M- Melissa about this the other day. I was t- I was reminded I was speaking about we were talking about stress and um, anxiousness, and I was telling her that there was a moment when I was in ninth grade when I was worried. And looking back, it feels so small, but I remember in high school it felt so so big. I was like worried about getting this English paper done, and I literally I walked out of my room and I talked to my mom. And I'd like woken up in the middle of the night and I was like, mom, I'm really freaked out by this thing. I don't know if I can do it. And she, she helped me. She guided me through it and all this stuff. And I went back to bed. But there's stuff like that that might seem little to you guys. But if you just talk to God about it, he promises that he'll give you peace about it. And those big things too, the stuff going on at home, the stuff with your friends, the, the depression, the anxiety, the worry. God isn't just saying, hey, if you pray about it, I'll be with you. And that is true. He is. God is saying, if you pray, Pray about all things. If you give your everything to me, I will give you peace. And not just any peace, but when you look at the list of things that you're going through, you will have peace. And you'll look at that list. You'll write out all the things that are bothering you, all the things that are causing you stress and fear and anxiousness in your life. And you'll say, it doesn't make sense that I have peace right now. But for some reason, I do. And that reason is that you will have given your life to God. You'll have been rooted in prayer. And again, just like when we read our Bible, we have a really hard time engaging in prayer, right? I know if I'm tired, I start to fall asleep after a couple minutes of prayer. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm, you know, if there's a game going on or if there's, you know, some crazy big day in sports. I love sports. We all have stuff that we love and stuff that isn't bad but can be distracting. I know that I'm checking my phone. And if my phone's not far away from me, I'm going to get distracted. And sometimes, even on a deeper level, we might have a hard time engaging with God in prayer because we think he can't handle the things that are going on in our lives. Because we think that, okay, God doesn't care about what's happening in my life. Yet if we just open up his word, if we just see the stuff that he's already said to us, God has already told us, hey, if you just talk to me, if you give everything you have to me, if you open up your heart and you let me in, I will give you peace, even when it doesn't make sense. We're literally given permission to talk to God about everything going on in our life, yet we don't. And I want to encourage you, next time you feel yourself when you're in prayer or even reading your word, when you're in prayer or spending time with God and you can feel your mind starting to pull you away, you can feel your flesh starting to pull you away from that moment. Maybe it's a text message from a friend. Maybe it's, man, I don't want to think about this thing right now. Press in a little bit more. Say, you know what? I'm going to go five more minutes. I'm going to wait. I'm going to put my phone away. I'm just going to lay this out to God. I'm going to say, God, here's this thing, and I'm going to wait, and I'm going to listen to what he has to say to me. If you do that, God is promising, not just saying, yeah, you know, sometimes, or I think I will. He's promising that he will give you peace. And again, that doesn't necessarily mean those things go away, but it means that when you look at them, you'll be able to make it through. Paul talks about that a few verses later in verses 11 through 13. He says, not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And I'm starting to close the worship team. You can come back up. But if we want to actually maintain our peace, we have to be rooted in our relationship with God. And that's what Paul is saying here. This verse is used a lot in sports. Have you guys seen those shirts that say, like, I can do all things, the, like, Steph Curry brand shirts or the shoes that have it written on them or they, it's the verse in, like, every single athlete's Instagram bio, right? That verse, it does mean, okay, hey, you know, if I'm going through something hard, if I'm leaning on God, I can do it. 
But that's not the point of what Paul is saying. Paul isn't saying, hey, you know what? You can work out harder and you can make it because God's with you. Yeah, and yeah, I think it is really, really cool. I love that that verse is a popular verse. And I think part of it is true in those situations. But what he's saying in verses 11 and 12, he says, I know how to be brought low in verse 12, and I know how to abound. So he knows how to be in situations that are really, really hard. He knows how to be humbled. Paul was a guy who was in prisons, and he was literally thriving in prison because of his relationship with the Lord, because he leaned on God in those situations. That's a pretty low situation, right? And he knows how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. What Paul is saying is that in any situation, whether on paper it's a really easy one, whether on paper we're abundant, we're, we have so much, we're so thankful for what's going on in our lives. Or if it's in a situation where we're being brought low, where it feels like our life is in chaos, or it feels like, man, I can't get a grip right now, and I'm trying my hardest. Whatever situation you're in, Paul is saying that if you just allow God to be your strength, you'll, you'll thrive, you'll abound in whatever that may look like on paper. And how do we do that? Like I said earlier, we get rooted in our word. We get rooted in prayer. Those are the ways in which we actually dive deep into our relationship with God. It was, I had a moment in worship last week, and these stories aren't about, when Aaron and I tell stories like this, they're not about us. They're about God. You guys know that. But I had this moment in worship the other week, and it was a morning where a couple weird things happened where I just felt really, really off. And I was praying, and I had been, you know, kind of just like, man, God, I don't know what's going to happen next. And I reached this point at the end of worship where I was like, I was remembering this verse. I was remembering a couple other things. And I had this moment of breakthrough where it was like, okay, you know what, God, it doesn't matter where I am. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. It doesn't matter what's happening in my life. It doesn't matter what, like, what you're doing with me. All that matters is that you're with me. All that matters, God, is that you're, you're, I'm, I'm devoted to you. That's all that matters. And because of that, I know I'll be okay. And I think that's what that verse means. That's what that verse means, that no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, no matter what college you go to, no matter what kind of family life you have going on right now, no matter how many friends you have, no matter what illnesses or, or mental health issues you're dealing with, you'll be okay if you just lean into God, if you root yourself in your relationship with him. And as I'm preaching this message tonight, I keep on thinking like, man, some of these guys are probably like, Luke, I know, I've we've heard this stuff. I get it. I pray sometimes, my words sometimes, you know, here and there. I, I understand, but I still have all this stuff going on. Prayer and, prayer, and, prayer and the word, those are like the fundamentals of following God, of being a Christ follower. Not being someone who's, you know, I go to church regularly, but someone who has a real relationship with Jesus. He's in Karate Kid, right? Not the, maybe the new one, but definitely the old one. And in the old one, there's this scene in the middle of the movie where Daniel is talking to Mr. Miyagi, and Mr. Miyagi is like, wax on, wax off. He goes like, left hand, wax on, right hand, wax off. And he keeps doing it, and he's like, okay, what's the point? I don't get it. He gets frustrated. He's like, I've been in your house all week. I've been doing all this stuff, and I feel like I'm just cleaning your cars for you. And he basically, Mr. Miyagi shows Daniel. He's like, okay, he tries to punch him, and Daniel goes like, like wax on. And he does it again. He goes, wax off with his other hand. And prayer and the word, those are like the wax on, wax off of being a Christian. 
Those things are the fundamentals. It's like, it's like, again, it's like in sports. I think so many times there are kids these days, and I sound like I'm 55, but there are kids, or you know what? I'm going to go a little, I'm going to say I sound like I'm an 80. I'm 80, out of respect for Steve. I oftentimes, Steve was laughing, so I knew I could go there. Oftentimes, in sports, kids just want to do all the fun stuff, right? In basketball, kids want to shoot threes, they want to dunk. But I think I've watched a lot of sports movies, a lot of sports TV shows where the coach comes in and he's like, none of that. You guys aren't leaving the gym until you hit 100 straight free throws. And if you miss, you have to start over. And, and prayer and the word, that's like the basics, right? Those things are the fundamentals of basketball. And prayer and the word, those are the building blocks of our faith. We cannot go higher. We cannot go deeper unless we're truly diving into those things. We ask those questions a lot, right? We say, God, where are you? What's happening in my life? I don't know what to do. Where are you? Yet if you look back, I would challenge you, ask yourself, have I been rooted in my word? Have I been rooted in prayer? Have I been rooted in my relationship with God? And that's not to say that if you're anxious or dealing with something, you haven't been doing a good enough job. Because I, I, I've been there. I've been in moments where it's like, okay, God, I'm, I'm diving into this stuff, but I'm still worried. Life's still gonna happen, right? We're still going to have days and seasons where we're anxious and things are really, really hard. But I think it's how we get through those things. It's, it's how what we let rule our hearts. Those days where we maybe wake up and we're feeling really scared about something. We're questioning a lot of things. If you're rooted in your word, if you're rooted in prayer, if you're turning to God and you're rooted in your relationship with him, I think by the end of those days, you'll realize, you know what? Maybe this situation hasn't solved itself but I'm gonna be okay because God is with me because my father in heaven has got me. He created me. He has a purpose for my life and I'll be fine. That's all I have for tonight. But the last thing I wanna say before we close in worship and then head to small groups is that you actually have to go do it. You have to step out of this sanctuary. You have to move past, like I talked about this at camp. You have to, when you get home, you have to do something different when you get home this year. You have to actually, when you get back into school, try your best to maintain those routines and not just out of work, but I was waking up every morning and saying, God, I have a big day at school today. I am not gonna wanna spend time with you. Help motivate my heart to get into my prayer time. Give me strength to get into my word tonight. You actually have to step out of this place and go do it. Again, it's like in sports or anything like that. You have to actually put in the time in the gym. You have to actually put in the time in the off season. You actually have to start to lay those building blocks of your faith if you want to see that change, if you want to actually look back at your life and say, wow, over the last couple months, I've gone through a lot, but for some reason, this school year, I'm surviving, I'm thriving, even though it's the same as every other school year, because I've seen what God has been doing in my life. I've been rooted in prayer, I've been rooted in my word, and I've been rooted in my relationship with him. So we're going to close in worship, but... Um, remember that as you guys go back into school in a week or start college in a few weeks as, you know, some of you guys' last high school youth services. Remember those things that when you step into those seasons where they're hard, ask yourself, have I actually been diving into my faith? Have I been letting God take the reins and not my anxiety? Amen? That was such a great message. If you are interested in connecting with us, please check out our website at theroxyacom slash youth or text The Rock Youth MS or The Rock Youth HS to 33222 for texting updates on everything we have going on here at The Rock Youth or follow us on Instagram at The Rock Church YTH. We'll see you guys next time.